Today we're chatting with Tony Chiapetta about the difference between diversifying business tools and unifying them. You definitely don't want to miss this one, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We've got an awesome, interesting guest. But before we get there, quick update on my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Thanks to everyone who continues to buy it, who continues to write in with your feedback on how you're enjoying the content. And of course, I really appreciate all those five-star rave reviews on Amazon and Audible. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And of course, a quick hello to everyone that's found me through any different channels, whether you found me in the Forbes article that was published earlier this year, or the USA Today article, or the Yahoo article from last year, or any other way. And speaking of other ways, also want to say thank you to all the YouTube subscribers. Very proud to say that the YouTube channel in support of the book has now passed 2,000 followers or 2,000 subscribers, depending on how you want to say it. So thank you to everyone for that. And of course, if if you want to check out the book itself, you haven't done so already, you can feel free to go to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll auto-forward to the Amazon listing where you can get it in Kindle or paperback or audiobook. The audiobook, of course, is also available on Apple Books or audible.com. And if you want to check out that free YouTube content that I just told you about, you can go to youtube.com slash With that said... Let's dive straight into today's guest. You know, today's show, it's actually going to be an interesting one because we're chatting with someone who's really passionate about unifying business tools into one platform, whereas the obvious trend these days is more about third-party solutions. And here I am using Zoom to record these shows, so I'm right in the thick of all this with every other entrepreneur. And so I thought it might be interesting to explore a mindset that's identified value through a different path. Not only because that path helps us potentially see our businesses in a brand new way, but also because I always relish the opportunity to have someone on the show who's clearly in a spot where he has to change a lot of minds. And it's always interesting to ask those types of people, those entrepreneurs who are on a mission about their marketing and their sales approach in hopes that we might learn something from that as well. So with that in mind, let's introduce our guest today. Tony Chiapetta is the CEO of Advanced Microcomputing Concepts Modern IT, or AMC for short, and as an entrepreneur for almost 20 years, it's been his mission to change the IT game to people first instead of focused on fixing tech problems. And in that mission, he offers a mindset and approach that most people are just not used to hearing. Because according to Tony, there's so much more to IT than just security. And really, you have an opportunity here to make your people, your company, and your life so much better through it in many different ways. And that's really just the tip of the iceberg into Tony's mindset. And I have no doubt that we're going to go down a few rabbit holes here. So with that in mind, Tony Schiapetta, thank you so much for being here today. And welcome to Shatter the Mold. Pleasure to be here. Thank yeah, you. man. It's super pumped to have this conversation. We were chatting a little bit before uh, I formally hit the record button and... Um, I really like your style and I really like your mindset and your philosophy, which is why I'm excited to to kind of have you on today. And really just to, to shine a quick spotlight, I mean, you are, again, they are the CEO of Advanced Microcomputing Concepts, um, you know, modern IT. And I guess, let me ask you to put it in your own words. Like, what is the vision of that company with where you're taking it these days? The vision is to impact as many people's personal lives as we can through what we do to give them um, a 
to give them more time to live their best life. And we do that through IT services uh, where we actually help people have less stuff and then show them how to use it and, and get excited about it so that they can get more done in their day so that they can do more with um, the things that they want to do. Yeah. So, um, you know, correct me if I, if I go up here, I'm, I'm going to be reading in between the lines, but what I'm hearing from you there is we have an understanding of people where they get that IT is a required part of business and yet they're either bored or intimidated or confused or other some negative experience with it. And it sounds to me like your vision is to help them through that so that their overall experience in their business, in their scaling is a lot more positive. That's, that's a pretty good summary. I, I know that our industry has created a chasm between the technology and the people because as IT professionals, dealing with mostly with technology that's from 1996, if you have a server, that technology is, if it's a Windows server, it's 25 years old. The amount of time it takes to manage and maintain and secure that server takes up all of an IT professional's time. And what's left then is just the, the you're scraping the bottom of the barrel of what's left after the IT professional is exhausted to put the energy into the people. And we're trying to switch that and go back to uh, really the times of the mainframe, Andrew, and I don't mean to get all nostalgic, but when you had a mainframe, IBM managed the hardware. They managed, the, if there was a problem, IBM took care of it. You just had a developer that was listening and talking to you and saying, what reports do you run that I can generate for you automatically to make things easier? Can I automate something for you in your day to make your life easier? And having this direct conversation with IT. And Windows servers kind of took us away from that. And it wasn't like a plan to do so, but it just turned our effort and energy into managing the server instead of managing how we can make people's lives better. So we're looking to bring it back mm -hmm. and yeah. take it so that our focus starts with people. And then we build a strategy that says do less like, techie stuff and more i want to modernize people instead of just it environments right now if, if i'm correct about you if i remember right just doing some reading up you're all about putting people on a common platform because then all of a sudden you know you're you're solving common common problems and going to common solutions is that accurate it is and trying to go so we specialize in the microsoft platform everything we do we try and put as many uh tools Instead of all these third-party things, we use what's native with Microsoft. And it's a more sophisticated product. So I had to train all of our engineers and get them certified on how to use the product from a back-end perspective. But from a people perspective, it's all natively built into the tools they use, like Windows and Outlook and now Teams. And so there's not all these third-party ancillary things. And so when you have less stuff, uh, we show you how you could do more with it. Right, right. Now, I don't, I don't want to badmouth a, a specific uh, company or, or specific third-party solution, but if you could, what's a solid example of a type of thing that a lot of people turn to a third-party solution for that instead could be solved the way you're describing? Oh, man, I could list out hundreds of them. So um, instead of using the built-in amazing artificial intelligence that, mind you, I've got a 26-page document on how to configure all of the AI in your spam settings of, of Office in Microsoft 365. That replaces a third-party email security filter. But what's different is 
Now, when I go and look through my spam, I don't have to dig up some third-party quarantine and try and get access to it and then have my password reset to see who sent me an email that should be coming to me. It's all built into Microsoft 365, and it's less expensive. And people poo-poo Microsoft because it is more difficult to set up. And so when it's not set up properly, people like the IT guys think that it sucks. But when you get trained and educated on using it and how to set up, there's so much more sophisticated capabilities built into the platform because nobody gets more emails to parse through with AI and machine learning than Microsoft. Who has a better engine to detect spam than the guys that get 6 trillion emails a day? So that's one example, or I listed off a few examples. But when you start putting all of those together, I can get the biggest, best Microsoft product out there for $57, which I thought was extremely expensive. But if I compare it with third-party solutions, I'm looking at about $124 mm. per person per month. And so um, when you start looking at it strategically, you're actually able to get more for less. It's just a matter of maximizing and using all of it. Right, right. Now, again, taking another leap here um, as an outsider looking in, but also as like a layman, um, you know, I kind of like, I'll, I imagine a lot of people they're viewing this distinction between Microsoft and third parties. Like you're talking about, you know, I don't know if ease of use that might be right way of putting it, but ease of understanding or ease of fast implementation. And, you know, again, you've got people that they're, um, they're so busy. They're looking for as little friction as possible. And a lot of times the human psyche will lean towards eliminating friction on the front end versus friction on the back end. Now with that understanding and also with the understanding that like a lot of entrepreneurs will listen and, marking people and people understand that there is something to be said. There's a certain value in communicating your message in a way that's going to reach your target customer. What in your opinion um, is a really good way for you to get your message across to people that might be doubting you? Like what is your marketing approach, your philosophy, your style, your strategy? So I think it comes down to like you just explained every business journey. You've got a problem, and so you solve that problem. You, you need phones, so you get a phone system. You, uh, you need a, a, a meeting, so you get Zoom, because Zoom's really easy to use, and it seems like it's better than Teams. You get, and so you start adding all these things up, but it's not until you start looking at all of these tools. And so our approach is really, it starts with just showing people. We invite everybody. Like, it's for our clients initially, but we invite everybody's welcome to our Teams Tuesday events. And that's where you can come. And I split it up because because Teams is so all-encompassing. It's like Microsoft's window into all of their products. We we welcome people into our different sections. We've got generalization of how to replace your file server with Teams, how to have effective Teams meetings. And then we get into some of the automation capabilities of Teams, and we have a session on that. And so we invite people to that. Um, we send them through our website, amcmodernit.com slash Teams Tuesday, and give them a taste for what the experience could be and how easy their life should be if they use these tools in an integrated fashion, because the power lies in how they overlap with each other. Mm. Um, Instead of being uh, an assortment of different parts and pieces that kind of work together, it's a fabric of interwoven pieces uh, of of one system that's meant to play off each other for, for more benefits so that the sum is greater than um, the pieces individually. Understood. Understood. Now I'm going to make an, another, another leap here, another assumption. I imagine that, that the way this whole industry has evolved right now, and part of the reason things are the way they are, is you have a company that they start off small, and maybe there's 20, I'll just take 20 things as an example that what you're talking about um, fixes, 
but they're only need one right away. So they lean into the quick third party versus that. And then I imagine because of that, over the evolution of a business that's two, three, five, 10, 15 years old, they've accumulated 50 different things going on. And now I've got all this direction. Now you being in the position that you are and you trying to grow awareness and, and get people in this direction, do you predominantly reach out to people that already have the 50 things or reach out to the people that are just starting to try to make it easier before they get to the 50 things? So I've learned through our journey that there's more than just tools. It takes time and energy to find the right, to understand the business and then to, to guide them towards the right strategies for technology. In addition to that, if we are going to prevent um, a ransomware attack or um, make sure that their mailbox doesn't fill up at the worst possible time, we have to apply a, a, an archiving policy um, so that it automatically takes care of that. So to do all of these little things, there's all these checks. And we have this system of 400 plus different checks that we have to go through. I can't sacrifice doing that because ultimately it leads to a sacrifice to the relationship if I don't then I'm not going to be able to deliver appropriately on helping people be more productive because there's just going to be these gaps. That was the story of our business the first 12 years. And so in order to do this process, I know I have a minimum that I have to meet per month. In our case, I'll be completely transparent. I need to charge a minimum of $3,000 a month for our service. If I can't do that, then I'm not going to be able to do a great job and I can't sleep at night if I can do that. So that means that usually organizations don't start seeing us as a fit until they value their, like, till there's enough payroll um, where um, there's a reason to invest that. And mm -hmm. so usually that happens around 15 to 20 users. Cause I'll tell you, we're guaranteeing you get four hours of productivity, like four hours of time back per person per week. And so you just have to do the math and see when it's worth it to get to that point. Right. Right. Awesome. And if you'd like talk about, you know, where that comes into play, like people and productivity, what is, what is the mindset? I mean, and, um, you know, there's no, I mean, you probably have an opinion, there's no good or bad answer on this, but is this a thing where it's just about the tool specifically, which automatically creates that productivity? Or is there an added element that has to be injected in terms of education or um, strategies or approaches to give people in order to help them do that as well? So I break it up into three main buckets for that, Andy. And, and um, there's a lot of great questions. I don't know if like, you've done IT. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> if you dug into cook, this cook before. Aside, I, just, I try to anticipate the, what, a, what a viewer or a listener will be curious about. And understanding that you're the expert, I just throw it out at you. Awesome. All right. So, so our three buckets are improving the employee experience is one bucket. So how can we show them how to do something instead of, you know, I'm, I'm having a chat and I want to be able to share a screen with somebody. So let's show them how to do that in teams so that they can collaborate better. That's one thing that we could do from an employee experience, one small example, and there's hundreds that we can go into. The second bucket is we're going to help people improve their decision-making. Built into the Microsoft platform, there's a business intelligence software called Power BI. And I could take data from different places across your organization, from your sales CRM, from your accounting, from your warehouse management system, whatever it may be. And I can overlay the data so that you don't have to create reports every day and waste time doing that. You have real-time information at your fingertips so you can make informed decisions throughout the day, throughout the week. You don't have to wait for the end of the month for payroll or for the, to see your P&L to understand why you missed the mark this month. You can, you can guide the ship every day. So that's the second bucket is improving decision-making. The third bucket that we do is automation. 
This is where we're going to look at your uh, your your company's practices and processes. And built into Microsoft's platform, there's this wonderful tool called Power Automate Desktop. It's free, and it literally can record your screen for if you open up uh, QuickBooks or your accounting software, Sage, whatever it is, and then you copied it into your CRM, or maybe it's vice versa. Instead of doing that manually, it can literally record what you're doing and then uh, you can, after a little bit of, of, of chopping it up and, and cleaning it up, you can, you can press play on that, and it'll just automate any task that you do um, on your computer. So between those three things, improving the employee experience so that they can communicate and collaborate and be mobile, uh, improving decision-making so that they don't have to work on creating reports themselves, but they'll have information at their fingertips throughout the organization, and in automating tasks, we chop those together and man, what, is, what does an organization look like that's, that's been on that journey for a while, that has a great ex employee experience, their culture goes through the roof, um, their profitability goes up because they're not wasting time on these mundane tasks, and their, their, or their customer experience improves also because you can have visibility to get ahead of things as well as you reduce errors through automation. Uh, as well, so um, that's generally either a more profitable business or a nonprofit that's hitting their their mission at a much higher level because they're a well-oiled machine and we're getting kind of out of technology and into more just business mm -hmm. and how to run effective operations using technology to push the organization forward instead of just managing and securing. I'm not saying it's not important, it's critical, but there's so much more to IT to push an organization forward. And so we, we use those three buckets. Like that's, that's our bag. That's what we love yeah. doing. I get amped about it. I, I can feel it, man. Now, and the impression that I get through you, you know, again, through their, their IT processes and through their IT culture is what you're talking about here is providing with a massive transformation opportunity. And if I'm understanding that right, I'm curious, is this something where that massive transformation is sudden or is it something where the blocks are built on top of another as people get used to operating in a certain way? What's the, uh, I guess, the usual track from point A to point B when we're talking about doing something like this? So everybody's journey is different depending on where they're at, right? If, if you got 50 different tools that we have to unravel, then it's going to be a little bit different journey than somebody that's bare bones or that's, that has less complexity. I'll say this. The digital transformation is, is really a people transformation. Um, if I'm going to you and I'm saying, hey, I'm going to fundamentally change how you do stuff, and you're being highly successful in the current environment, I'm being met with some resistance that really already starts with the wall up. And so we push to make things as easy to transition to as possible and make it so that it's familiar from an experience standpoint, that it's common to the way they've been doing it. We just take out some of the red tape to make it easier to do what they've already been doing. And then we start training them, whether it's Teams Tuesdays, or we've got a couple other things that we do to, to really push adoption. We've got a whole uh, role in our company that just works on that uh, for our clients. Um, we get people to say, okay, well, that's great. It wasn't that tough. And, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, man, that would have saved me a ton of time. Well, I mean, I wish I would have known that six months ago, but I'm glad I know it now because that's going to save me a ton of time in the future. That's awesome. What else do you got? And get them from anxious to we want people to be excited. And that's what we're pushing for, showing them how they can make their life a little bit easier so they can get to that T-ball game and be there for their son to coach and, uh, or, or, or whatever it is for their family, their daughter, their significant other, whatever, 
to, to write a book, to do their podcast, whatever is their ambition, their purpose. We want, we want to give them the tools to make it easier to get all your stuff done at work, automate, have a better experience, work from anywhere, highly secure, super reliable, um, make great decisions, get all that stuff done, and then go live your best life mm, and right. take those tools with you along the way. Like efficiency, efficiency plus ease equals time equals productivity equals um, more ease and more fulfillment. That's the, the vibe I'm getting from you. hundred percent. Cool. cool. So um, again, trying to uh, anticipate, you know, listeners and, and curiosity here. I see, you know, you've got teams Tuesdays as basically this open forum or this open invitation for people to learn with that in mind, again, you know, stating the obvious there, there's an uphill battle in the sense of, you know, people are established and used to doing one thing and you're introducing a new idea with that in mind. Do you, in terms of your approach of getting word out and, and getting your business out there, is this a thing where it's word of mouth? Is this a thing where you actively um, advertise? Like what, for, for as someone, what I want my listeners to hear right now is someone who has an uphill battle in terms of changing minds. How do you get awareness of your product and or service out there to people? Yeah, for, for us, it's tricky, right? Because I'm not selling a copier or, you know, or, you know, it's not black and white, it's gray. Yeah. Um, we're selling much more than just a typical, like our service, like how do you pitch excitement and product? Everybody says they're, they help people be more productive. And so our goal, literally the rev, like people didn't fully understand until they realized, well, nobody's like, you're doing this stuff in teams. Nobody showed this to me before. Like I, I've not, I had no idea I could do that. And it wasn't. And so we take a very consultative approach where, like we just like honestly, and you gotta like we just give, and we try and show that out there as selflessly as we can to say uh, i'm gonna like I obsess about this stuff, I'm gonna take everything that I learn all day long about these things that I completely obsess over and find the very best things, and whoever is interested, I'm gonna try and get the word out, whether it be through a podcast or through LinkedIn or through um yeah those are kind of like I do more LinkedIn and then try and create some YouTube videos of just giving to help people see what, if they haven't been trained ever, you're, you might really be missing out on what you already have. And then just kind of get the wheels going. Cause you got to tell somebody seven times from to hear it the first time, right? Maybe show them another little tidbit of if you've got Dropbox, instead of using what you already pay for with your, your email subscription with Microsoft 365, um, you're missing out on some pretty tremendous integration. Did you know you could do this? And it just kind of gets the wheel spin a little bit more until eventually they start seeing how complete the Microsoft plan is. Because think about it. Microsoft can't do a Super Bowl ad. That you've probably seen a team's advertisement uh, on, on television from Microsoft. Um, they can't really get in. What, what people get is like a Zoom competitor. Hmm. It, it's really become a business operating system but it's too complex to sell. So it just takes time. And so our, our goal, Andrew, is just to give freely and help people understand what it looks like. Uh, if you were to focus on just getting the most out of this platform, yeah. here's what it looks like. And if you're looking for a specialist that just does that, um, we'll be here if, if, uh, if it makes sense to have a little bit more conversation of what it looks like. Yeah, and, uh, and the feeling I get from you just to unfairly encapsulated is a just you know a very a value first approach given the fact that you've got to give that value for people to pay attention and then uh you can change minds from there 
cool. Yeah. So now you've seen I'm, I'm taking you down different roads here and picking your brain and getting a sense of your style, getting a sense of your passion, but also get a sense of, of your business savvy and sense and, and uh, values here. With that in mind, since you complimented me on my questions before, here's where I really demonstrate some kind of my best measure of greatness. In all the roads we've traveled in this conversation so far, where haven't I gone down that you think is really valuable for people to hear right now? We have this crazy transformation of legacy systems that need to go to these modern, Microsoft calls it their modern workplace, using cloud services. Doing this change is disruptive. It, it is. Like it, you're, you're basically learning, and, and we make it easy, but it's disrupting people from the way that they did things. And so people don't like that. And IT, like our goal is to not disrupt. We want to keep things reliable. We don't want, and so <clears throat> to get through, like the disruption, which is where all the benefit comes from, right? People buy these new IT systems and they try and make them look like they're old IT systems to avoid the disruption. But the benefit of the systems <laughs> comes from the disruption. And so if you look at IT, I would just say change how your approach is and realize it's one thing to have the system like change. The most important thing that you could do is show your people how to use it and really put that focus. And so we trademarked heartbeats, not hardware. It's really about modernizing your staff because they're begging for it. They just under the veil of, of, you know, fear of change that comes from, you know, several different factors. People want to have and know how to do things and, and have an easier experience. And so focus on, on that. And we kind of covered it already, Andrew, but I think that is like our biggest differentiator. Like we turn more into a training organization. Mm. We're fantastic with the technology, but our focus is getting people to use the heck out of it. Um, now I'll, you know, given the fact I'll be putting whatever relevant links in the YouTube description and where this episode is going to reside at shatteredamoldpodcast.com. If people want to learn more or connect with you, what is the best way or ways for them to do so? Yeah, our website is amcmodernit.com. Uh, you could book a meeting with me personally on that on our website. Uh, I would say come to our Teams Tuesday, though, and see it in action. Cool. And What's then that inter- uh, it's amcmodernit.com slash Teams Tuesday. And you could register. We've got, uh, we've got I think, the next eight weeks uh listed that you can click to register for the event um you can come there and ask me any question you have about teams or microsoft uh in a group setting where i'm going through a guided tour of the different capabilities of teams and how to maximize your use out of it um come check it out and and visualize what it's like to live with with microsoft's vision of how people should like can work most efficiently with their tools Awesome. Uh, last question for you. I'm probably going to take you a little out of the wheelhouse of the direction we were going in, but I really often like yes. to ask my guests this because I love their perspective. So with that in mind, if you, Tony, could go back in time, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, whatever you want, and give a younger version of yourself any piece of advice, whether it's business advice, life advice, anything, what piece of advice would you give to that earlier version of yourself? <sighs> You know, I, I look back at the things that I thought were my biggest, darkest, biggest challenges. And 
the ones that truly were shaped me to be a better person. And it was far and few between. We go through so much stress and, and, um, and I'm a pretty happy go lucky guy, but I still, I'm like, I care and I wear my heart on my sleeve and I care tremendously that I want to make sure we're doing a great job. But, um, I kind of would go back and say, Hey, think about yourself in 20, 30, 40 years, two weeks, six months. Is this situation going to matter right now? Or can you be present with the person that you're in front of, even if it's just yourself meditating and have a better experience in your life? And, and um, I think I would go back and say that and, and, and really just put that on people when they're going through something that's, that's a challenging time. It's just, is it, you know, does this deserve to get in the matter of the relationship of with yourself, or with those around you that you can potentially elevate to live at a higher, higher clip? Awesome. Very well said, my friend. And, you know, I just want to say thank you for, for coming on today. Um, you know, people know the whole thing about this podcast is I try to introduce ideas that, that might, most people might not be aware of or be going along those lines. And we definitely took them, I think, in a very new direction, thanks to your passion and your wisdom and your grit and your insight. So thanks for taking time out with me today to, to share your vision and to share that vision with my audience. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you again, Tony. I really appreciate you coming on, sharing your perspective, and uh, really just, you know, letting us know your mindset and how you're approaching things. I do appreciate that. And guys, of course, I'm going to leave all the relevant links in the video description if you're watching this on YouTube or at ShatterAndMoldPodcast.com where this episode resides if you're liking it on audio instead. And while I'm giving out links, quick reminder, you can always check out my book, The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read by going to LastLawOfAttractionBook.com. Or you can check out the YouTube channel devoted to it. That's youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. With that said, again, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. And stay tuned. We've got more interesting guests on the way in the very near future. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.